Atomic! Hello everyone, and welcome aboard to the USS Atomic Shark. I am your captain, Tyler, and joining me is first mate and swabber of the poop deck, Justin. How are you today, dude? I'm a seaman. <laughs> That's good. I like that. You I, told me to play you, along. You came up with... And I'm glad you did. That was beautiful. My seaman is beautiful. It's true. I hope I can attest to that one of these days, but probably not. But we're not talking about seaman today. Today, we'll be taking the scenic boat ride to observe the schlocky specimen called Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Please remain seated in the vessel through the durationist review and refrain from asking the Megadolodon for fin pics. <laughs> so let's uh, go on to the statistics real quick, which I pulled up on Wikipedia. Uh, so this is Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Uh, already sounds much more exciting than the other two movies we've reviewed so far. Uh, this is directed by Jack Perez, but he is credited in this movie as Ace Hannah. Produced by David Michael Latt, uh, David Rimwall, and Paul Bales. Written by Ace Hannah. Starring Deborah Gibson, a singer no less, uh, Lorenzo Lamaz, Mark Hengst, Sean Lawfer, Russ Kingston, Stefan Becklehart. Music by Chris Rennenhauer. Cinematography by Alexander Yellen, edited by Mark Morrison, distributed by The Asylum, released on May 19, 2009, with a runtime of 90 minutes. Yeah, this is a bit different than the other two movies we've reviewed so far. Like, it actually feels like a movie. Like, can you believe it's it? It's mildly competent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and believe it or not, uh, I actually had a really good time watching this yeah. one. I'm pretty sure it's even better than some of the Godzilla movies that we review for Atomic Shot. I wrote that in my notes. I said that this is probably at least better than the worst of your Atomic Shot movies. I didn't I didn't know for sure, but... Yeah, we pretty much lambasted uh, All Monsters Attack and uh, Raids again, because those are probably bottom of the barrel. We recently did like a stream where we did a tier list on all the Godzilla movies, and those two were definitely at the bottom. I would say in that tier list, this would probably be like mid-C. Uh, That's fair. But uh, anyway, let's not, we let's not waste any time and uh, get right to the plot, where it is a bit lengthier, uh, because there's a lot more going on than uh, Land of Planet, ah, King of the Lost World and uh, Monster. So let's get, to, let's get right to it. Okay, so the film opens up with some decent shots of the Alaskan Pacific, where we see our main character, played by the singer Deborah Gibson, Use a stolen submarine to observe the whales. Well, first, there's a, a helicopter named Speedbird, which I really enjoyed because it's just a dinky little helicopter. <laughs> and they they have, like, racing stripes on it. No, not really. Um, but they're, like, dropping, like, seismic charges or whatever into the water. And then it shows the people underwater. Yeah, this helicopter is, for for whatever reason, dropping seismic charges into the ocean and it pisses off all the whales and screws up uh, their uh, uh, sonar, I think it is. I think they communicate through sonar. Or is that dolphins? Uh, it, they probably do. I don't know much about marine biology. But anyway, it makes them go berserk. And they, along with the dumb Joe Schmo in the helicopter, crash into a glacier, which contain our two titular monsters. That don't really get names, but, you know. Yeah, Joe Schmo's a uh, fine enough name for that guy. He... No, the monsters. They're they're literally just Mega Shark and 
giant octopus. Well, we'll get into it later, but they call the shark the Megalodon, which is pretty much just a big prehistoric uh, shark monster. But that's still not a name. That's just its species. Well, I mean, it could probably pass as a monster name. Uh, Just look at Titanosaurus from uh, Terra Mechagodzilla. Mm. Like, there are some out there names in the Toho monster movies. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, uh, after we see that, we see a Japanese oil refinery get attacked by uh, one of the monsters with its fake CGI tentacles. Yeah, they got to reuse the tentacles from Monster. It was great. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, reuse assets yeah. and saving money. Right. And then afterwards, we see probably the greatest scene in this entire movie. Should we talk about that right now? Wait, are we jumping to this already? Or is your great your favorite scene different? Uh, it's the one with the plane. All right, so... Uh-huh. Uh, after we see Emma pull the shark tooth out and pretty much just gets fired from her uh, job of uh, marine biology, I suppose, uh, we see a plane full of people just uh, passing by. And, uh, you know, the sewers is like, put your We're getting up. married in two days. <laughs> yeah, that dude's getting married in two days. He's the most built-up character in this entire movie. <laughs> and then he looks out the window... And he sees a giant fucking shark just jump out at the plane and just chomps down on it. <laughs> it's it's pretty fantastic. So like, pretty fantastic, if you will. Yes, thank you. That is a- absolutely uh, pinpoint correct. There. Um, this is an incredible. But also, where did the shark come from? Can it just fly out of the water like that? How did it know where exactly in the sky, like thousands of feet in the air, that this plane was gonna be? Like. It had yeah. to jump from a specific point from the ocean and uh, calculate its trajectory to the specific point where it'll know that it'll just jump out and eat, eat this plane. It's great. And the effect, I'm pretty sure I've seen this scene before, which is probably why it stuck out to me. Probably. I mean, it looked terrible, but like also it was awesome. Yes, it was terribly awesome. Uh, it's yeah. pretty much on par with... Uh, the big dumb dropkick scene from Godzilla versus Megalon, which I also praise out of because it's a really dumb effect. You should watch it, by the way. It's so good. Hmm. I'll try to find that clip at least. All right. Um, but yeah, like I, I picture that like the shark had just been jumping into the sky all day trying to find something to eat. And then it just happened to come across this plane. Like this was like the, you know, 17th try or something. <laughs> Hey, man, you heard of jumping the shark? Well, the shark's jumping at you. <laughs> yeah, this movie literally jumped the shark. <laughs> so, yeah, they uh, they studied the tooth, and uh, they surmise that the creature that attacked the whale in the plane is a megalodon, a prehistoric shark monster behemoth that lived millions of years ago, along with its eternal rival, the giant octopus. The, I'm pretty sure that's all that they call it. Like, they call it a squid mm-hmm. at some points, but... They just say, it's just an octopus. And they keep correcting him. It's a funny joke. Laugh at our joke, guys. It's the only one we came up with for this movie. No, I mean, they did call the shark Sharkzilla, and that was pretty good. I mean, it is kind of racist, but I'm pretty sure it's a bit apt for this universe, I guess. It's not racist, because the shark wasn't the one in Japan. Yeah, I guess that's fair. The shark was American. They just did that because apparently Godzilla exists in this universe. And it was a giant shark. 
Oh man, I'd be so hyped to see Godzilla in this universe just kick the shit out of Mega Shark and Giant Octopus. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. And they also consult with our third main character, Dr. Seiji Samada, who confirms that the second octopus is indeed a giant octopus. I, I called him uh, Asian Keanu Reeves. You know what? He kind of does uh, have that likeness. Yeah. He just... Whatever you're picturing in this movie, just just picture Asian Keanu Reeves. That's whoa. Plus, he's like surprisingly charming, in a way that I didn't expect, and that kind of fits Keanu Reeves also. Yeah, he kind of is, and it actually does kind of play in the plot in this movie. Although it is a bit ham-fisted, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. So anyway, the three are later taken hostage by the government, I guess. Led by Steven Seagal's less talented brother, who acts like a total jackass the entire way. Yeah, I didn't hate his character, though, still. Like, he was kind of fun in a sleazy way. Yeah, he finds every single opportunity to diss everyone around him. It's pretty great, honestly. But he also pins the name Sharkzilla. So anyway, uh, he enlists the helps of these three losers to kill, uh, I mean, capture these creatures. And after a science montage and a really fucking contrived sex scene between Emma and Seiji, this literally comes out of nowhere. They figure out a formula to use pheromones to trap the monsters. But thanks to the bumbling trigger-happy military, it doesn't go well at all. But I will say, I love when sex is a plot device. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We just had sex. Oh man, smell is such a strong trigger. Pheromones? (laughs) Hey, man, I wish it worked that well in real life. Only yeah. in movies, man. Like I said, that, that scene kind of did something for me. I don't know. Not, like, in my pants or anything. I just mean, like, it worked in context. Your of, shark went giant. Yeah. <laughs> it worked for my mega shark. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, after that uh, plan goes completely south, they just figure, fuck it. Just make them fight. To quote 2014 Godzilla, let them fight. I like how their first plan, though, was let them fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be in the Godzilla porn parody. Oof. I'm pretty sure that's already happened. That, that probably exists. And it's probably like those big, like, inflatable T-Rex suits, but it's Godzilla and there's a penis flap. I'm pretty sure the girl will be dressed up as Mothra, let's be real. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, they use the pheromone shit that to try to lure the monsters together. <laughs> let's just move past that. <laughs> Yeah, we're already done with that. We're moving on. <laughs> they they use the pheromone shit to lure the monsters together. And after a clumsily edited chase sequence between the heroes in the sub, Megashark, Oof. and Giant Octopus, the two monsters kill each other, and the day is saved. So, uh, yeah. There was actually a plot this time. I'm actually relieved for once. Mm-hmm. It was still largely human-focused, because, I mean, obviously they don't have the, you know, the budget to do a lot of monster stuff. But, like, I kind of liked the human characters, and I liked the plot they had. Like, yeah. the, the fact that it was it was basically up to them to figure out how to bring the monsters together and stop them. Whereas, I feel like in a lot of Godzilla movies, it's just, like, the humans are, aren't really there for any reason. Just basically to react to the carnage. Here, it felt like the humans were actually central to the plot, and it was kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, to compare it to Godzilla again, it's like uh, the original 1954 Gojira, where uh, the humans are probably the most integral part of the story, uh, and uh, 
Godzilla is just there as the framing device. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do like these characters. Uh, a lot more than the leads from the other movies, which I cannot for the life of me remember because I'm pretty much blocked Monster out from uh, the recesses of my brain by this point. Yeah. Probably for the best. But I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that like Deborah Gibson is a is a bigger get <laughs> in the movie. So like she's immediately more iconic. Um, the others, I don't know who they are, but I still enjoyed their acting and stuff for once. Like, yeah, I are... thought there was some really strong, like, character development scenes between Emma and Seiji, you said his name was? Yes. Japanese Keanu Reeves? Okay. Um, I thought they had some some actually pretty good chemistry that elevated their unnecessary sex scene. Yeah. Like, their relationship was uh, pretty cute, given the standards of uh, these schlocky movies, I suppose. Yeah. You know, they were given uh, a bit of time to develop, and... It's pretty refreshing uh, amidst all the, uh, let's figure out how to capture these monsters and let's uh, put these liquids into other liquids. But also, like, it was kind of absurd in the end. Like, you know, these two giant monsters are fighting each other and also, like, chomping on all of the, uh, the I was going to say vehicles, like the subs. And ladies, like, we have to save him. And they're, like, rubberized rest like escape pod basically like what are you gonna do (laughs) you have no weapons you're made of plastic like how are you gonna stop this thing from killing your bow hey man uh if you're if your hormones are raging enough you're just gonna ram that fucker into a giant monster let's be real i guess like it doesn't matter what material it's made of yeah the monsters were still the worst part of the movie um yeah and it wasn't entirely effects. Like, the, the effects weren't terrible. Uh, it's only been a few years of these movies, but they've already, like, managed to at least make them look passable. Like, it's a it's a TV budget, basically. Um, yeah. So if you're picturing, like, you know, 2009 TV show, like Smallville, for example, you probably know about Ooh. what to expect with the effects. But instead of, like, crazy motion blurring everything, they just kind of skip every other frame of animation. To save money. Yeah. So it's kind of a choppy movement look to everything. It kind of is. And uh, it's even made more apparent uh, since they use uh, the dark sea depths to pretty much disguise their crappy effects. Yeah. Uh, to the point where you can't really see the monsters fighting each other at all. Right. And they definitely reuse them animations. Like there's one point when like really the only fight you get is giant octopus like tentacling around the shark. Shark wiggles a little bit. And then chomps one of the tentacles, octopus lets go, and shark flees. Like, that happens twice. And I'm pretty sure it's exact repeated animations. And it's like 90% of the final fight scene. Oh my god, I'm getting show era flashbacks over here. They reuse shots all the time back then. Yeah. But, like, I thought the, the ship versus shark stuff was actually really strong. Like, there was some really good tension there when, like, the... um. There was a point when they were trying to lure the monsters together using, like, the, the pheromone bait or whatever. They they were trying to get to the location, but the, like, the arm, like, the mechanical arm of the lure was stuck. And the shark was closing in on them. And it kept doing some really nice kind of, like, quick cuts back and forth between, like, inside the sub and the, the shark moving toward them. And the arm, like, kind of, you know, jerk, 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 jerk. And, like, it was effective. 
Like yeah. it was it was minimal effects because it was kind of just the same shots over and over again. But I mean, it was surprisingly well edited. Like, you know, nothing really lingered for too long or anything like that. There was like some music ramping up, which I don't even notice music in any of the other movies. Um, yeah. This actually had like some nice like climactic tunes to it. Yeah, there was some genuinely good scenes. The action was still a mess. And for the most part, poorly shot. Like, they would always try to kind of mask everything with, like, uh, like cutting it too soon. Like, when the helicopter crashed, for example. It was this weird, like, you see the guy in the cockpit, like, ah. No, he shouts, no! Yeah. And there's, like, a second of a CG helicopter, like, hitting the ice and exploding in, like, a like a pizza fire. <laughs> um, And then, like, a weird... Like, still shot of these two giant creatures underwater, but, like, the ice looked like it was painted on. Like, the cracked ice looked like it was painted on, and then it just kind of, like, screen wipes away. (laughs) It looked more like a spider web tearing than, like, ice cracking. Uh, And then it was, like, back to the people. Like, there's so few effects shots. And they never look good, except for the the shark grabbing the airplane, just because I was like, yo! <laughs> like, it's so dumb that it's brilliant. That's the reason why that scene stands out. Exactly. But but yeah, other than that, uh, the effects are pretty asylum, let's say. Like, yeah, that's the sure. standard that we're looking at. Yeah. Also, though, like, there was some decently good dialogue. I mean, like, you don't expect much from these scripts. Like, everything we're saying is, like, it's good... For Asylum. Like, there's that tag on the end. Um, and there, there was a few lines specifically about how, uh, like, should there be any trouble, the government will deny the existence of, you know, anything wrong. Um, and, like, they hit on that again later. And I was just like, oof. Like, after dealing with a, you know, a year of a poorly managed pandemic that's still happening, even though the world is trying to pretend like it's not, um, it it hits very close to home and it's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is actually very accurate. Like it's upsettingly realistic. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, the thing that caught me off guard was that, uh, they pretty much explained that, uh, the reason that, uh, the glacier that uh, had a mega shark and giant octopus in it, uh, melted in the first place was because of, I think, uh, climate change or something like that. And, um, it pretty much reminded me of, uh, the original Gojira, where uh, it was pretty much an allegory for uh, atomic weapons, and the reason why the series was uh, conceptualized in the first place was because of the atomic bomb tests in Bikini Atoll. So yeah, I wasn't expecting, like, a reason for these monsters to be like that, to uh, be intrinsically tied uh, to uh, real-life stuff. Yeah, there was even a point when... um... They, like, they threatened to just, they're like, okay, your plan didn't work, we're just gonna nuke them. And they're like, are you kidding? Like, nuclear weapons? Here? Like, you'll take out everything. It's like, let us come up with an alternate plan. And then, you know, if all else fails, you can nuke. Um, And it really touched on that, like, you know, that idea that the government just immediately jumps to the, uh, the most dangerous extremes. Like, it's the biggest gun we have, let's flex it. Right. But yeah, there, there was a lot of good moments, but, like... This was still an Asylum movie, and there, I mean, there was a confidence and consistency to the filmmaking in this one, but it was still bad filmmaking for the most part. 
Like yeah. there was these weird like freeze flame freeze flame uh freeze frame freeze frame flash transitions. It looked like they were just they were at the end of their shot and so like the transition didn't have any like footage to continue into the next shot. So it just froze on the final frame. But it would do this kind of like flash effect and then go to the next scene. But a lot of them were just like quick uh landscape transitions. So it would go from like a person and then like flash and show like a like seagulls on a beach and then a second later flash and show like we're like, watching a murder documentary what's going on here right it it was definitely stylized but i'm not sure it was the right style probably um, not and, but again like there there at least was like the the director seemed to know what they wanted it to look like for better or worse. Whereas the others, I feel like, were just kind of slapped together with what they had. It was still pretty boring. Um, but, like, the pacing was faster. Like, there was less awkward li- lingering shots. Like, better sound mixing, that kind of thing. Uh, the story moved quicker. Um, they just, they still spend way much, like, way more time talking than anything action-oriented. That's a given in monster movies, though. Well, yeah. But, like, that, that tension scene, like, it wasn't action, really. It was just well edited in a way that made it seem like more was happening than was. And that's the difference. Like, when it was just two monsters fighting, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can appreciate this movie a bit more than the others because they at least knew that they were making a bad schlocky movie and we're just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you gotta respect that, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And like this stupid shark is actually pretty cool. Like, I mean, yeah. he jumped out of the water to chomp on a plane, and then later he just kind of like pulled his whole body out of the water and chomped on a bridge. <laughs> um, like it didn't yeah. look like he like jumped or anything, but clearly more of his body was out of the water than in it <laughs> to reach the bridge. Hey man, that shark is swole as fuck. Yeah, I guess so. Then later, like the the shark like has the the sub in his mouth and he's just kind of like like rah, 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 like kind of gumming it and then they're like oh we we got to we got to get out of here like we got to wiggle free or so, I don't remember what they say and are able to just like kind of casually slip out of his mouth i he can, he can eat a plane and a bridge in one bite but struggled with this submarine that has plot people in it <laughs> damn plot armor you and your tricks right Kind of weird. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, I, I like. I don't know all of the other Godzilla movies you watched, but I'd say this was at least better than, like, you know, Godzilla 98. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, probably better effects, too, but that's probably stretching it. Well, I mean, that was made in 98, though. Yeah, that's fair. You can't really compare. Yeah, there's um, no comparison. But yeah, there's also, like, the final fight is easily the worst part of the movie. Uh, like, it's ironic that, like, when they actually finally show some, like, monster effects and stuff, it's really bad. Because um, you don't care about these ca- these monsters. Like, they mean nothing to the plot. Uh, whereas I feel like Godzilla is kind of, like, you can at least, like, understand why he's there. Like, all we know about these monsters is that they were frozen during, like, their their last battle. And all they want to do is get back together and kill each other. Like, that's it. So when they finally fight, you're like, all right, cool, kill each other. I don't care. Yeah, it's a bit underwhelming. 
Yeah. In a, in a movie where it's called Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, you expect the final fight to be hype as shit when it finally comes to it, but right. it's not. No. Literally, all you stay for is for uh, the characters and uh, everything that they go through, which is kind yeah. of ironic in a movie like this. It is. It's weird, but it's also kind of refreshing because I like the humans, but I didn't like the monsters, which is like the opposite of how most of these movies are. But yeah, like I think because this fight was underwater, like you didn't really get any sense of like weight or like impact to the attacks or anything. Because, um, I mean, aside from just bad effects, like, meaning that there's not a lot of actual, like, you know, coming together of the enemies or whatever, it's just, they're literally floating around. Um, and so they, like, swim around each other a few times, and then, like, I didn't even, I couldn't even really tell how they killed each other. They just kind of, like, smacked and then fell. They pretty was- much just disintegrated. Yeah, it was pretty anticlimactic and not really visually interesting at all. Uh, but like, th- then the movie ends with a cliffhanger. Like, they clearly, you know, have the confidence in this movie to know that there was going to be more, and that's kind of neat. Yeah, and this is five years before Sharknado too, so yeah, it's kind of baffling that uh, Mega Shark still lived on after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got, like, four Megashark movies before Sharknado. Damn. <laughs> and I think a few after, too. Oh, boy. Uh, if this movie is in the indication, then I can't wait to get to those. This is this is definitely the highlight so far. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, let's get to let's get to the shark ratings, shall we? Uh, mm-hmm. Justin, on a scale of 1 to 5, how sharty is Megashark versus Giant Octopus? I mean... Obviously, this is in comparison to everything else, but I feel like I can't give it more than, like, one and a half shards because, like, it's kind of solid. Like, I enjoyed watching parts of it. And as far as these movies are concerned, like, that's a glowing recommendation. (laughs) Yeah, out of all the terrors that we've seen so far, this one shines the brightest. Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm also... I'm I'm actually going to give this... uh, I'm going to give this a 1 out of 5, honestly. Uh, I enjoy the characters, their interactions. Uh, the effects are pretty bad, except for that one scene with the plane, which was fucking godlike. Mm-hmm. And it's actually funny at points. Like, uh, oh, yeah. they have some good one-liners, and yeah, the, the effects can be laughable too, but yeah. not for the reasons that are intended. So yeah, uh, that's going to be it for Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. Uh Ne- Justin, what is up next? I don't have the list. Uh, that's Mega that Shark versus Crocosaurus. Oh, that's next. Uh, yeah, let- the one that I thought was this time. I got them switched, which strangely is not a direct sequel to this because it doesn't have the same cast members. I think it's the same shark, but different cast. Yeah, they do that with uh, several Godzilla movies uh, with similar titles. Like mm-hmm. uh, there was. Uh, uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla that had uh, the coolest fucking leading lady ever. And in the direct sequel, Tokyo SOS, uh, they just replaced her with some uh, tech goober. And we only get one scene with uh, the main character from the previous movie, which was incredibly lame. That is lame. I did yeah. see that Deborah Gibson comes back for a, a future Mega Shark movie, but not this next one. Oh, okay. 
So yeah, uh, Justin is right on the money. Uh, next time we meet for Atomic Shark, it will be for Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, or as Justin calls it, Mega Shark versus Crocomire. Well, I said Sharknado versus Crocomire, technically. Yeah, Sharknado. Um, that's my bad. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, Justin, go ahead and plug your stuff, buddy. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Zero Score on various parts of the internet: uh, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. All that good stuff. Um, we do the uh, Charge Shot Games cast every Monday over on my Twitch channel. And I also stream um, one or two days a week. I haven't decided yet how I'm going to handle that now that I'm back at work. And I recently put out a Ratchet & Clank retrospective video on my YouTube channel. Watch it, it's so good. Thank you. Um, and I'm working on the next one. It's just these games are long and I don't have as much free time. So... Uh, it shouldn't be as long though. I've kind of streamlined how I'm doing them. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 putting stuff out again, slowly but surely. Nice. And you can find me uh, on Twitter at Hey It's That Ty. Uh, you can follow the pin tweet to go directly to my YouTube channel, where I do a video game uh, review series called Tie Your Shoes Reviews. Uh, my most recent episode is on Digimon Normal Arena. And the next one that I'm planning to put out is for Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasai, which I'm pretty sure Justin is cringing right now. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Ben out there is cringing even harder. You gotta get that thing out so I can find out why this game is so terrible. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it out as soon as I can. And uh, also, speaking of which, I have a new schedule! Uh, a new job means that I am open um, for pretty much anything now. Uh, I'm planning on uh, doing more streams in the future, so look forward to that. I'll also be a regular on the Char Shot Gamecast, uh, mm -hmm. along with uh, Justin and our glorious host, Ben. So uh, look forward to that. Also check out charshot.com for all your uh, video game and movie-related needs. And until next time, guys, stay shardy. Nice. I like to stick them to that. Yeah. <laughs>